Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find us on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, ParlorLink, oh, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, and Gab Social, and Linktree, and Linktree. So you can find us on all those social sites. You can also listen to the shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also listen to the shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Don't miss the following articles by The Watchman. This week we feature American Choice. American Choice, Blessing or Cursing has not been a concern over the decades since my birth. But that matter, for that matter, in recent memory, you can attribute an attitude of America that is anti-Christ. We also have... American Clarity, American Clarity, Radicalized Agenda, has many wondering how this nation got to the point of such upheaval. The years of division in America have drug on. And last but not least, Comforters of Job. Comforters of Job that show up in times of trouble is an experience all its own. Not all who come to help or comfort those in trouble are like those in Job. So go to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and there you'll find the articles and please pass them on to your friends. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Welcome back. You've been gone. Oh, wait a minute. I've been gone. We've been gone. Yes, it is 
January, let's see, February, March, April. Yeah, I just had to check. It's April. We have snow again. Not too long ago, we had a ton of snow and had to dig out. It, it was really bad. Or really good. It's kind of interesting because uh, I had probably three to five foot and I dug myself out along with tower. Yet I have uh, people living around me. They didn't do it. They're young. They just stayed stuck. Interesting. Well, there for a while, even though I dug us out and I could get the car out, <coughs> couldn't go anywhere. It was a mess. Yeah, now we have snow again and it's April. Well, that's what you get for living there, huh? Yeah, that's right. I talked to an old friend of mine. He's long since passed. Good old boy. Worked with me. And uh, said, why why don't you uh, go down south and live where it's warmer? Because we were talking about the cold weather here. And he says, because I can stand the weather a lot better than I can stand all them people down there. He had a point. Well, we <clears throat> had a great Passover and uh, unleavened bread, the days of unleavened bread. I make my own. I don't eat that junk that they do, the matzah. Uh, believe me, the soles of my feet taste better than the matzah does. Unless you put a whole lot of butter on it or something. Nope, make my own. Always have. Well, let me change that for some time. And then, of course, we got into this week. And we I had, uh, I'm working on all the <coughs> stuff to get the book ready. Because my second in the series of the Steel series, the first one was Steel the Darkness. I've got book two called The Rising. And uh, it moves ahead with the story. And if you haven't read the series, you should. And uh, this week I had to work on one of our major websites and had to, do, had to go through it because we had some issues with it. And uh, I was also working on a, another site I was thinking about doing. And, you know, folks, I'm not interested in more websites. At one time I had nine to keep me busy. At my age, my young age, two is fine. So I've been working on all that, and it ran over. And, and then... There was other things that occurred that kept me from having the show, so my apologies, but we got the websites back up and all of that, and uh, a whole number of other things. I am working with a number of other people on the production of the book, 
these are professionals and uh, so at any rate we'll see how it all goes <clears throat> it will be on Amazon because a lot of our listeners around the world picked it up from Amazon and so you know, if you ever thought there was a conspiracy theory, you want to pick up the book when it comes out. There is going to be a, uh, a, a time when you'll be able to, a pre-sale, where you can make sure you get the first copy. <clears throat> but uh, a lot of this I wrote well in advance of COVID long before it ever occurred. I had the major part of the plot and everything already in the book and I just had to close the chapters with a couple of chapters to close the book. And uh, when COVID happened and the events therein occurred, uh, Tower and I were both amazed as to how they lined up. So, at any rate, The Rising, look for it, and uh, it will be, our plans, it will be in Barnes and & Noble and a lot of those online, and I'm going to be, uh, I've got a few other things to do on our websites to uh, uh, get the books up there where we want them. Because we're going to expand that part. We want to put the shows up there and a few other things in uh, electronic downloads, putting them together, packaging for the people. So at any rate, we have planned. A lot of things are going on. Um, I don't know if I'm going to write another one in the series. There are requests to, to write it, but this... This second one was one of the hardest ones to write because of the content. Because of what I knew. And folks, all my life I've, I've known things. The Lord has revealed things to me. And so I'm not one of those that go out and seek for open visions or anything. That's why I preach the Word of God. I don't want you to be rooted in whatever dream or vision I may have had. I want you to be rooted in the word of God. So don't be rooted in the visions of men. Don't be rooted even in other prophets and apostles. Yeah, you can listen to them, but you must root yourself in the Lord himself. You must be rooted in the Lord. Make no mistake about that. That's what I've been about all these years. I haven't sought to build a congregation in a church, which I easily could have done. I haven't sought to get people to worship or even walk in the path that I'm walking on. I've made enemies the whole my whole life with this. I've preached things, I've said things, and I've lost listeners because of various things. Uh, over Prophet Tom Deckard was one of them. I went to three of his meetings. And they wanted me to condemn him before I even knew what he did. I interviewed him several times. I already knew what he believed somewhat. 
but he wasn't doing anything as profane as they thought but they got mad and they were in the flesh and so behind my back they went and caused trouble and that's the way it happens I've had many people call me their pastor and I don't like that the reason I do is because the people that call me their pastor within a few months they turn around and stab us in the back attack us and do things like that that that's the life online so folks I want you to be rooted in the Lord and it's okay for you to like Warren Radio and to tell others about us we want you to do that but we want you to follow the Lord be rooted in him you can listen to us but even when you listen and you read the articles get into the Word of God yourself when I write an article I do not tell you everything. I put on that what God has put in my heart and make no mistake. I have written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds over all these years. I have got a treasure trove of old articles going back to 2007 and even before that. So make no mistake. Every article today. I can't think one that I haven't. I always seek the Lord first and I wait for the word of the Lord and it comes. So make no mistake, I'm not here I'm not here to ask for your money. I'm not here, you know, we do have uh, supporters but I'm not here for your money and your mammon. I'm not here for your okays. I'm here to preach because God's the one that called me out. And I remember the time I was sitting, doing things in the middle of the night, and he came in. He was right behind me. Now, I don't care whether you believe it or not, but that's what happened. That changed my life at that point because I'd already been called. But I was specifically told what to do, and that's why I'm online now. I was one of the first ones to be online. I was one of the first ones to give the Word of God over the Internet. When I first started doing it and I was in my office downtown here, there, were, you know, that was groundbreaking. That was before you had all the easy ways to do it. But we were also doing shortwave and many other things. So what I'm trying to tell you is be rooted in the Lord. Today, when we talk about anything we're, and we think about anything, we think about the Lord. And I want you to know that your government in D.C. is not your friend. You have a profane preacher up there by the name of Warnock. You have Joe Biden, who, whose policies are antichrist as best, just like his buddy, the, who has antichrist policies, Barack Obama, the Democrats themselves, not all of them, but they push abominable policies. We, we are a whore in this country, and we are vile, and we are filthy. Now, if you don't like that, I could care less. But your churches, you have sin in your churches. You have witches and witchcraft, black magic. You have Christians who have double... <coughs> loyalties and I've talked to some of them they're pretty young 
we have younger generations that are going to hell in a handbasket in this country. And the Bidens and all of the Democrats' answer is to stop the border wall, to invite everybody from South America and around the world in. And so that's why they're at our gates. And along the way you hear the terrible stories like when it was witnessed there was a boat of illegals crossing the river to get into the United States and they threw their baby overboard. Or the young boy that had been with the party and he was like 10 years old and they left him in the middle of the desert and he was searching around aimlessly when the border patrol found him. Or the girl when they found her she couldn't talk she could only try to tell him what had happened but she had been gang raped on the way with the group she was with and she went hoarse she couldn't you couldn't even hear her from screaming so much over the rape see this is on the head of the bidens this is what happens when you are lawless and you just open it up in a lawless way and what does that bring? Lawlessness into America to a lawless people, a lawless president who has profane people up there whose policies are corrupt. Now you may want to follow Romans that tells you to pray for your government, but you'd better get your heads out of, the, out of your nether region and understand when Paul was saying that. There is a time. But this government is not the one that you're going to be praying for and want them to stay there. They need to be removed. But see, we're in judgment, so don't look for it any time soon. You need to be praying for mercy, that this nation, something will be left by the time God gets over it. Now, I preach the prophets, and I've been doing Isaiah for a year and a half, and I'm in Romans and in the New Testament, and I can tell you, when you look around, when God does judgment, he doesn't mess around. Now, Paul says, Thank, thank the good Lord for good old Paul in Romans 7. We left off where he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. <clears throat> See, this body, now I call it the body of death. Paul first called it the body of death way back in Romans when he wrote it. But this body of death must be put off. Our hope is not to remain in this body. This body is going to die. It just, time goes by fast. Tower and I began a long time ago together back in the early 70s. And I was a professional chef in, in restaurants and I went on to be executive chef, food and beverage managers, general manager, owner, a lot of other things. But God delivered me from a lot of things. But see, what I'm telling you is time goes by fast. Even our weeks go by fast. Tower and I are always joking that every week is not seven days but two. 
because we start out on a Monday and the next day is Friday. That's how fast it goes. We're busy all the time, busy with everything we're doing. There's things we have to get done. We're here for one reason, because we know what's coming. We were talking about this 25 years ago or more. We knew it was coming. The Lord had revealed it to me, and I first told Tower. Make no mistake. Many of you don't even know who I am. You have not a clue. Some of you do. But make no mistake, I don't mess around. I don't have time for, for messing around. The time is short. And this body of death must be put off. It will be put off when you die. And then the Lord, if you're born again and know him, will give you a new body. But see, living in this body, you still have the sin that rules in your body. But through Christ and his spirit, we can live above that. Be delivered from the lust of the flesh and the lust of the desires of the mind in this world. We can live above it. We have a Lord that provides miracles and signs and wonders and moves in our midst. So make no mistake, there is hope. So that was the end of chapter 7. Chapter 8, verse 1, this is, this is the one that we like. And it's, you know, really they shouldn't have put a delineation in here or a chapter. Because this one should be combined with the other verses. Because he's referring to that. You know, because he says, uh, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body, of, from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now. Now he's referring directly to what he said. It's combined. There is therefore now. That refers unequivocally. Now, although you can say because it says there is therefore, it should be a comma in there. Now, no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, they put a comma, who walk not after the flesh, comma, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life. See, there is in this body of death the law of sin and death. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And again, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's the law of sin and death. Comes directly out of the law. But the law of the spirit of life, that through Christ Jesus, you and I can be set free from this law of sin and death forever. Even while you live here. And every trouble the troubler tries to give you, yes, it can be a battle. But you can overcome it.
Make no mistake about it. I know of one. Many years ago, he had an encounter. He was working for the Lord online, preaching and doing a lot of things. Just like this. One day, he was standing at his kitchen counter. And as he stood there, a voice rung out behind him. He says that that voice occurred after he started keeling over on the sink. Sharp pain right through the middle of his chest like someone had put a knife through it. And he put his hand to his chest and as he was trying to fight it off, a voice echoed out. A voice he heard clearly. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to kill you. He knew who it was. He rebuked that voice in the name of Jesus Christ and he turned around and the pain left immediately. Make no mistake, there is a devil. There are dark spirits. And right now in America and around the world, these dark spirits are in force. If you think you have a trouble now, if you think you have trouble in America because of just Joe Biden, and you do have trouble because he's opening it up even more, and the Democrats have no clue. Many of the Republicans don't do anything. It's been said of them they're good losers. There are some fighters up there in both parties. This isn't a Republican issue. This isn't a Democrat issue. It isn't an independent issue. It isn't a white man policy. It isn't a black man policy. It isn't a Mexican policy or an Indian policy or the color of the skin. It is a policy of sin. Now, I wrote an article not too long ago. Sin is not in the skin, but is that which is within. Now, I made the title along that lines, but the whole article. And when some people seen the article in the intro on the social media, they couldn't understand it. One in particular who made a pain out of himself. And I found on social media, nine out of nine times, people who complain about an article complain they will judge an article based upon the intro. These are intros, folks. They're meant to hook, to get you. That's what they're there for. So you'll read the article. And they do. So the first thing I said, say to any of them, I'll answer them, did you read the article? Well, no. Well, if you didn't read the article, you have no basis to complain. See, the thing of it is, it's the same way with the Word of God. Many people will not even go there. The Muslims and some of these other countries, we report on these. <clears throat> we wanted to do the other shows this week, but we just couldn't. <clears throat> but the... 
the advocacy show, we hate missing those. There is so much persecution of Christians around the world. And many of the Muslims and the Hindus and the Buddhists and the communists and the North Koreans. And the list goes on and on. In almost every country around the world. Almost. But you're finding a lot of it from Africa, the Middle East, through Asia, going up into Far East Asia and ending up in North Korea. And you find it also in Russia. And you find uh, most of the church in Europe. Most of that has been lukewarm, been lukewarm. David Wilkerson used to say that the light went out in Europe when he was alive. So make no mistake, your whole world is turning dark to Christ right now. But at the same time, in some of the toughest regions, you find the enemies of God getting saved. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is making people free. Not just Paul. See, and he goes on to say, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through, through the flesh. It was weak through the flesh because keeping the physical aspects of the law does not change what your problem is. The problem is inside and it required a blood atonement. Now God set that up in the beginning. It was through the blood that the atonement would be made. And when Moses came and he gave everything to Moses, the covenant and the laws and the sacrifices, one of the things they had to do was shed the blood of bulls and goats, etc., and then they'd have one day a year called the Day of Atonement. And then they would have the High Holy Days. But see, the thing of it is, all of that affected the outside. But yet, the symbolism was there. Because of the blood and what they were doing. And it allowed them to communicate with God, to get his blessings. But they walked in a covenant of life and death. And that's what he said, choose you this day, life or death. You get into Deuteronomy 30 and you read some of that, 29, 30, 31. Now, see, Christ came and he shed his blood because he's the Son of God. He was the Lamb of God, John said. That's exactly what he was. That's why he's the Passover Lamb and fulfilled Passover. That's why we keep Passover. Now, Easter's fine for you want to keep Easter. But Easter doesn't tell the full story. Now, the Gentiles celebrate it. They celebrate it to the glory of God. That's fine with me. But the fact of it is, Passover actually gives more explanation in type as to what's been done than Easter ever could do. Whether you like it or not, it does. But yet, when you look at this, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, 
because through the flesh and even the keeping of the law shall no flesh be justified. The forgiveness and all that that was done by the blood of bulls and goats could not remove sin, could not purge sin. But the Son of God coming in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. And he says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. And the reason we can do that is because we believe God. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake. Abraham was the first one to be truly justified by faith. The one that's written anyway. That's why it's written in the New Testament. Abraham believed God. And when we believe God, he imputes unto us the righteousness. We become instant sons and daughters of God. And yes... You're going to sin. You're going to have troubles. The Lord said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Now think on that a minute. Is that 20%? Is that 30%? Is that 5%? As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Does God love who? Who does God love? Well, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. He loved the world, all the people in the world. So as many as he loved in the world, he also rebuked and chastened. Now, let's get to the point here. The point is, he rebukes and chastens everybody in the world. Now, does that sound like sense? Now, the wicked, he's mad with the wicked every day, the psalmist says. But the thing of it is, he sent his son. So, these wicked don't have to be wicked anymore. God will deliver them through his power and his might. All they have to do is believe, repent, and come to him. And that's why we're seeing the enemies of God, those who are vile, those who are wicked. And there are many different kinds of faith. A lot of Muslims come to the Lord. Hindus are coming to the Lord. Matter of fact, it, it is so. there's so many people that's been coming to the Lord that if you go in India, there's a push now to get rid of Christians and Muslims by the end of this year. Because why? Well, the Hindus are afraid. You get in China. Why did China finally decide to get rid of the Christians? Well, because they were increasing too much. Why did Israel back in Egypt start getting persecuted? Read it. It'll tell you. Because the Pharaoh came along that didn't know Jacob, didn't know Joseph, didn't know the children of Israel, and they were populating and becoming more than the Egyptians, so he became afraid and he put them under bondage. It's out of fear. Why does Kim Jong-un and all the others in North Korea continue to live and worship their leader? They've been doing that for generations. <clears throat> and why do Christians get so oppressed? Because they're so afraid of Christianity. Why do you think that Pelosi and the Democrats in America... And, and God gave America a choice, and I mentioned this a long time ago. I said that God gave America a choice. 
He put in Donald Trump, a man who loved America more than any other man could, who put everything on the line. He had Christian preachers with him. He had Christian preachers that were praying for him. They had people who saw him repent and confess. These were Christian preachers. He had open prayer in the White House. His cabinet prayed before they met. He said on several occasions, and I heard him, that Jesus is the boss here. You had a lot of people on the streets who were patriots, who were Christians. And there were others who weren't, but they all wanted to keep America. And so Pelosi and the Democrats hated them all. And of course, through a corrupted election and everything, the guy that was expected to win didn't. This is a move of God. Why? Because God does this. He gives a nation a choice. Do you want the truth of righteousness, which you can clearly see from these people? who are trying to tell you that the way to the blessings is with this God and his son, not against him. So he gave them the choice and they chose the other. They were allowed to get away with this cheating. They were allowed to become the threat that they are. God allows that in order to wake you up. Now listen to some of the Isaiah studies I've been doing. We've been talking about the Assyrians going against Judah. And God lets the Assyrians get clear up to the gate of Jerusalem. And of course, Sennacherib thought he had it made because he had all the money that he, and the things he pillaged with him and his army. He had this big army on the gates of Jerusalem. He knew that Judah had money in the temple. He knew all this. He was going to destroy him and just take it. But that night an angel went out and slew all of them, except for the king and a few with him. And he went back to his home country where he was worshiping in the house of his god. I think it's Dagon. And his sons, two sons, slew him that night and killed him. Now the next time Jerusalem would face an enemy like that would be Babylon. And guess what? God did not deliver Judah from Babylon. They had been listening to a preacher, a prophet, Jeremiah, and they didn't pay attention to him. Had they repented, God would have delivered them. Now see, this is a warning. We're, we're to take these things as warnings and understand. They're there, written for our understanding and to know better. God isn't always going to protect your America. He's not always going to protect Europe. He's not always going to protect any nation on this earth. Your protection is found in the Son of God to the glory of the Father. Your righteousness is found in the Son of God to the glory of the Father. Christ said, without me you can do nothing. What is nothing? It's zero, zilch, nothing. So a lot of people ongoing. You know, trying to do everything they can to stop Biden. 
You don't have to worry about Biden and the Democrats. If God wishes this nation to go down, it's going down. But if he wants it delivered, it will be delivered. I don't worry about Biden and the Democrats. Paul said, I will deliver such a one to Satan so that the soul may be saved. Our government has been taken over by radicals and I delivered their souls to Satan in hopes that delivered them to Satan in a manner of speaking. In other words, let this thing play out. Let God work in their lives, awaken them up to the truth of what they're doing so that the soul will be saved. Their souls as well as the soul of America. But see, we have generations of kids that they've corrupted, not these Democrats. We've had others. We have such a conspiracy of people that have planned to destroy our country. And we have people today that in California openly wanted to reduce the penalty for having sex with minors in California. You know, back in the mid-80s, Tower and I had already been preachers. We started and we noticed things like this. Because the thing came along as the man-boy relationship. This kind of relationship was popular in the Roman Empire. You see, they had a senate and politicians. And it was common in that, as it was in some other countries, for a man to have a boy for sexual favors. He loved, that's what they did. Now, see, personally, I think you'd need to take him out and hang him, but that's just me. So back in the mid-'80s, there was a whole group of them, man-boy relationships. Their motto was, if you don't have sex before they're eight, then it's too late, because they knew that if you had sex with them before eight, you could turn them in to a deviant For the rest of their lives. So corrupting them. Because what you're doing is you're taking the innocence of children. Who should be allowed to live to the age of accountability. Because the Bible shows the age of accountability. But the devil knows and so did Hitler and others as well. China knows that. North Korea knows that. If you can get them at an early age. Take them over by the state. Which a lot of these other countries do. Including Muslim countries. Then you've corrupted them the rest of their life. Now the only way to reach them after that. Is like it's happening overseas. These people become adults. That are wicked. That are dead set against some of them. Now, the Muslims, for instance, of which I speak now, they go into this. They, the Bible's cursed. They don't believe Christians. They think they're cursed. Imams lie about them. I've covered it all. But the Christians there, fasting and praying, they go out into the villages. And what we're finding now is many of those Muslims 
who all know who Jesus is, Yahshua. But they don't believe like we do. And see, the way they believe in him, he's not the son of God, the redeemer. But when these people go out, the believers, and they can be in life and death situations and Christ intervenes. We've reported on this time and time again. Totally enemy of the Christian faith and Christians would kill them, slaughter them, and murder them and their whole families in a second. And they've been turned around and converted just like that by the power of Christ. We get the reports in all the time. We talk about it. Now see, that's what Christ wants to do with the enemies. Because they're driven by the devil and he can deliver them. No matter how much sin is out there, God has enough grace to bring them in. But as Christ said in the context of John 3.16, many won't come because they love darkness better. Paul here in Romans 7 and 8 is talking about very important principles. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. And the battle is in the spirit. Our powers are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. The way I prayed for Biden, the way I prayed for America was binding what they were doing. Binding things that were going on. Making it to where it's not easy for them to accomplish this. Opposing them in the spirit. Now yesterday we heard that the Biden administration is reconsidering stopping the border wall because they stopped it at a point where there's gaping holes. They're like gates. They're open gates. <laughs> People pour through them. So, you know, I mean, who knows? But you see, a nation has the right that it wants to go. I was told many, so many years ago that America as I knew it would cease to exist. And I've said that many times. But when I see America with what's happening and the world, it's what's happening, all the things that I'd been told are coming alive like never before. Verse 5, he says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. That's what these radical Muslims, even radical, you know, other people. You know, it, it's not a Muslim thing. It's a human condition. It's not because he's Muslim. It's because he's human and he has sin. It's not because they're communists. It's because there's sin. The same thing with North Korea, the same thing in the White House, the same thing in America. There is sin, folks, and there's one thing that happened. We stopped preaching the gospel, and we changed the gospel to a social gospel. We changed it into a... <laughs> I've got a name for it. The Sugar Plum Church and the Fairy Tale Jesus. 
Hallelujah, praise God. Everything's wonderful. God saved you so you can go have a Cadillac. And when them sinners see you in the biggest house on the block and in one of these great big fancy Cadillacs or Lincoln Continentals, they're going to come to your Lord. Why? Because they know that this God can provide for them. No, he didn't die to provide you with mammon. Mammon stinks in the eyes of God. God delivered you to save you so you knew what real love was like. To deliver you from these things that torment you. We need to be about minding the things of the Spirit. For Paul points out, to for, for to be carnally minded is death. See, that's what the Muslims face. The Hindus. The communists, the North Koreans, throughout the Middle East, throughout Africa. They face death. Not just physical death, but spiritual death. That's what Americans face. Get a grip. America is not going to save you. Now see, that's the way. Why do you think all these people are coming from down south? And around the world to America? Because they think America is going to save us. They're going to save us. It's going to save us. But for some on the way here, it meant death. What they're doing and what the Biden administration has done and why I opposed it totally is because these people are coming to their death because judgment is, is coming in greater form Right now, you're in a shaking and a waking up period. I pray that in the midst of judgment, God's mercy will apply. Americans, Canadians, the world is in sin. And you're coming to a time when the rise of the son of perdition, the dark one, the beast, comes. And he will lead people... And that's why I call him the son of perdition or the son of destruction. That's why Paul called him that. Because that's what he does. That's why we call him the son of production, uh, perdition, the destroyer. That's what he does. The beast in Revelation 13 reveals his roots, which connects him to Satan, the dragon, the beast. Lucifer, a name that refers to his ability to appear as an angel of light and to be the delusion to those who won't accept the truth. Carnally minded is death. And Paul goes on to say in verse 7, the carnal mind is an enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. A carnal mind can't keep the law of God anyway. The Jews try to keep their own law. The Muslims try. They've got their own law. This body of death and the carnal mind are going to die. Remember what God told. Remember Adam and Eve. 
You're not supposed to touch the fruit in the garden because you'll die. Now, when Slewfoot came around to Eve, he says, God has said you will die if you touch this fruit. That's not true. God knows that if you eat that fruit, you're not going to die. So they ate the fruit. They found out, guess what? They didn't die. They didn't realize they had lost their glory. That's why they didn't know that they were naked, because they were covered in the glory of God. But once, the, once they sinned, the glory disappeared. Now, when God came down to talk to Adam about all that, and he was hiding because he was naked, God said, who told you you were naked? You see, the thing of it is, God knew because there was no glory around him. He knew, but he was questioning Adam to see what he would say. And that's why man has needed clothes ever since. Because in God's kingdom, you're covered in glory like you've never seen. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an empty enmity against God. It's against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that, that are in the flesh cannot please God. And he says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. God has imputed righteousness to you. The Spirit of life is within you. You can overcome the things that come into your body, that, that come to you, that you do. See, these are the, these are the issues. See, that's why, why and how we get redeemed. That's why it's important. For us to know where we're at, what we're doing. Know that it's more than just being a Christian, going to church every Sunday. A lot more. It's more than having little clicks in your church thinking that you're all so righteous. I know about clicks in church. I know about them both as a as a member of a church. And as a pastor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know about those things. I know about the politics in the church. I know about the not wanting to preach the gospel of Christ and preach about sin and redemption. Because that can sting 
People don't like that. They want nice, soft, mushy stuff. But you got to challenge the body. Even doctors say that. One in particular I know that deals with autoimmune diseases and others. And I don't know him personally. I've read four of his books. But he encourages regular fasting periods. It's kind of funny. So does the Bible tell you to fast. (laughs) And he says it does your body good to challenge it. He says that'll do it good. And he explained all the nitty gritty that goes on in your body when you fast. See, God made these bodies to be challenged. And when God redeems you and puts a spirit into you, there's a challenger. The spirit of God is not going to just sit idly by unless you try to quench the spirit. But he will challenge you. God will reveal himself to you. His spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Father, we thank you for your word today and for your mercy. Bless your people wherever they are, wherever they listen at whatever time, to any of our shows, not just this one. Draw them to yourself and make a way for them. These are perilous times. Grant them mercy and grace in their families. Save them, Lord, and comfort them. And for all those and other nations that listen to us, and those who have listened to us. Bless them and protect them. These are the perilous days, O Lord, and you know it. We look to you. And as our Lord prayed, I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. That evil represents the devil. So from Tower and I here, Be blessed. Look to the Lord. And you know, get outside and enjoy some of life. Go up in the mountains. If you don't have mountains, go into the prairie. Go do something. Get your mind off COVID. Get your mind off of the state of affairs in this country and put it on the Lord. And on his creation. Good. We'll see you. Have a good weekend. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.